Welcome to this week's episode of the Print On Demand cast. Each week, join Travis and Josiah as they provide insight into the print on demand industry and equip you with the tools, advice, and strategy you need to achieve success and hopefully have a few laughs along the way. Now, on to this week's show. Hey, everybody, welcome back once again to the podcast, the POD cast, the print on demand cast. Uh, we're excited to be bringing this episode to you guys. Christmas is nigh. It's very, very close <laughs> as we record this, Travis. Uh, it is the Monday before Christmas. And just as a little, you know, um, disclaimer, this show will probably be a little shorter, uh, a little bit more off script, a little more loose, uh, a little bit more banter. Uh, but none, nonetheless, so different than our, so different than our other podcasts. (laughs) Yeah, I guess, I guess the time might be the only thing that's different. I don't know. We, but we make no promises, but it's, we're kind of going off script. And so, um, as always joined with, by Travis, who is joining us from his office there in make your mark designs. How's it going, man? Have a busy day. Dude, it is crazy busy. Um, I'm sure everybody listening to this is, um, right in the thick of it as well. Um, actually this, this particular episode is coming out, uh, on Wednesday, which is also my birthday. Yes. So as you are listening to this, it is Travis's birthday. He is 29 again. However many times again. Travis, I don't know. He's 29 with years of experience and, uh, <laughs> which, which is awesome. So if you're listening to this, uh, hop onto our Facebook page and uh, tell Travis happy birthday. Let him know that you're listening and wish him a happy birthday as he trudges through the the fourth quarter, the final two minutes of Q4 uh, on his birthday. Uh, any plans? Good are times. You gonna, are you just going to be working on your birthday this year? <laughs> oh, a thousand percent. Yeah, I, yeah. I've already. So we get you know the post office picks up around two or three, and so. I've, uh, I don't feel like we're going to have all the orders done, so I'm probably sure. going to be making a trek to uh, the post office with a bunch of uh, last minute, you know, yeah. orders because I don't want them to sh- to sit, you know, over the weekend and then not ship sure. out till Monday. So I, sure. I got to get them at least, you know, in the system. Yeah. Um, yeah. That kind of leads us into our next <laughs> yeah, section. That's, that's actually it, a really it, great <laughs> natural segue uh, f- for this. <laughs> You let it, you get it into the system, and then you let it be the post office fault for not showing up on time and not <laughs> your fault. I, which, listen, I've used the post office as a scapegoat plenty of times uh, in talking to customers. Like, listen, we we literally put it in, I, I dropped it off myself, and I don't know why it hasn't right. left Denver yet. I'd love to get an answer for you. I'll keep in touch. Uh, so it's much easier, and it seems people understand. But we're gonna we're gonna bring back another um, segment that we've done before called apparel rants. Hello. Yes, is this Josiah, the co-host of the POD Cast? Yeah. Well, congratulations, Josiah. You are on apparel rants. Are you serious? I am. Are serious. you serious? Oh my god, I gotta get Travis. Travis. Travis, you made it on apparel rants. Come on, we gotta go. We're on the show right now. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. So buckle up because it is time for apparel rants. As you guys know, it's the Monday before Christmas, and so we are in the thick of Q4. We've talked about that kind of going into Q4, what we anticipated. Well, now we are in the middle of it and about to exit 
uh, Q4 into returnuary, as they as they call it. <laughs> um, which, which, when you do print on demand, there's not a whole lot of returns, um, but there's they, but you'll still have that happen as as it happens in every January. Sure. Uh, so, Travis, you were telling me before we pressed record, which kind of. You you were just kind of venting a little bit about what was happening, and I was like, "Well, we should probably lay some of this down when we're recording for an apparel rants." And you were telling me that you actually Googled um, post office <laughs> delays, and then went to the video yep. section, took a link, created a Bitly, and put it in your customer service emails. So tell us a little bit about that, and what was the what was the preemptive? Why did you do that? I guess what was that in response to? Sure, I mean you know. <laughs> we're not going to be able to control the post office. I, I read yeah. somewhere or heard somewhere that there are 800 million more packages being shipped this year than there were last year. And that's just the post <laughs> office and that's just in the U S. So, I mean, you, you can, you can go ahead and Google it. Go, go literally go to Google okay. right now, somebody. Okay. And, I'm on and it. I'm uh, on it. we're doing it. Just live. do. All oh, right, cool post office delays and you will see a page full of headlines you know at least the media is picking up on this because in years past people would order on you know the monday before christmas and expect to get it you know before christmas and it just doesn't work that way right um so yeah so we i basically went there took a screen well not screenshot i i grabbed the link created a shorter link to put in my customer service emails to say you know, when they're like, hey, where's my package? What's going on? Yeah. I mean, there are so many delays with the post office. And it's not just the post office. It's UPS. It's FedEx. It's DHL. It's yeah. all of them, you know, the usual suspects. Everyone yeah. has delays because there's so many more packages than there were last year. You said, hey, you luckily, said 800 million. Is that what you said? <laughs> yes. Uh, are you finding something else? Or are you looking no, looking that no, no, up? No. Or you just... I'm, I'm just I'm just googling and, and kind of uh, browsing <laughs> the headlines <laughs> of this. It's millions of Christmas presents may arrive late because of the postal service delays. The next one says U.S. Postal Service delays. What what's to blame? Uh, the other one: the reason mm-hmm. the holiday packages are arriving so late. USPS struggles yeah. to deliver by mail by Christmas. Uh, it's everywhere. So, yeah. So you're right. We're actually. We're actually lucky, though, as as e-commerce sellers, um, that the media has picked up on it. Perhaps sure. it's gotten so bad that you know that the, that that's why they're picking up on it, and at least people are aware. Yeah. Um, like in your, if this had happened last year, uh, every year you're going to get somebody that's like, "Hey, my package hasn't moved in you know ten days, and <laughs> yeah. I, I demand my money back." And I'm like, "Okay, well, that that's kind of why I wanted to." put that link in my responses. I mean, I have a sure. whole script that I normally send out, but I felt like it was important to, <laughs> to just help people manage expectations because, totally. Totally. you know, it's one of, you know, Amazon really has created this mm-hmm. entitled shopping culture. Yeah. You know, every, I yeah. get everything in one day, two days, uh, you know, as fast as I, I, I expect to get my product in two days and the right. way it, things are right now with COVID with, um, you know, the, the vaccines being shipped all over the place. I mean, you know, th- yeah. that's happening right now. Yeah. Vaccines yeah. are being shipped 
right next to your post to your Christmas presents. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. That's very you know? true. And there's just so so yeah. many things that are happening right now in our culture that are slowing slowing the mail down. Yeah, it's um, crazy. I'm looking on Amazon right now um, with some of my stuff for that's on you know my Christmas list or what have you. Uh, and right now, um, you know, some of it's January 9th to the 11th for prime number prime members. Um, yeah. you know, need a gift sooner. Well then get a gift card, which, you know, uh, but yeah, December yep. 31st to January 18th, there's one that says it'll be here by Thursday, which is kind of crazy. Uh, I would, I would yeah. imagine delays would be, would be inevitable on that, but nonetheless, yeah, uh, Amazon has kind of contributed it's- to this whole, like prime badge i get yeah. it in two days because i deserve it you know what i mean like i don't need right. to wait but there's just so much yeah. happening and there's people that are ordering today uh <laughs> yep. and 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 expecting it to be there by christmas i told you before we pressed record that there's a there's a, there's a gal that i know personally who said hey can we I'm looking for some last minute Christmas gifts, which is always super hilarious to me. I don't know if you've, had, if, you've <laughs> if you've experienced this yet, but there are people who I know personally that will just send me link after link. Like, hey, can you make this? Hey, can you make this? Hey, can you make this? Hey, last minute. Hey, can you make this? Even today. Hey, I've got like four shirts. I'm like, yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll find time to, to, sque- to squeeze you in there for your last minute <laughs> shopping needs. But the, this lady lives in Indiana, and she, you know, she was like, "Hey, I need these by Christmas Eve, Eve," and she wanted a light pink sweater, which again, av- availability is another thing yeah. that's that's an issue here. Stock availability because we don't have a lot of stuff in stock. We have to order some stuff, and our suppliers don't have, which we've touched on in previous episodes. So I had to wait for this right. thing to get here. And it got here today, and we shipped it out today. But I was like, listen, I can't guarantee Christmas Eve, Eve, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, post-Christmas Eve. Like, I don't know when it's going to get to you. <laughs> but we sent it, uh, which is why we were talking about uh, developing a new printing method that is going to be known uh, as the print-as-soon-as-stock-arrives method, method, otherwise known as mm-hmm. Pasasa. So, Pasasa. Pasasa. Uh, cause that it, seems it, like it that's... literally sound, it, it sounds like Mufasa's like cousin twice yeah. removed or yeah, something the, the, from the, the Lion ado- King, the adopted brother that didn't make the movie, Pasasa. <laughs> 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 yeah. Mufasa and Scar that were biologically related. And then he had the adopted brother that got shunned out of the movie for some reason. But yes, Pasasa. Uh, we're going to take a run at it. I don't think it's going to go over very well because it's going to test people's patience, both on both sides of the ordering process. Uh, but man, it's, it's crazy. What else have you experienced? I mean, you, you talked about, you know, stuff being out of stock. Um, yeah. As as things get closer. and And that's just it. I mean, you know, we were talking earlier, just print on demand creates its own issue because I don't have, your custom design sitting on my shelf on the size and color that you want. So I can just pull it and put it in a bag and ship it. I have to make it. So it's not only, you know, a lot of, a lot of people that are selling online, they, they have stock of their, of their products. Sure. And, and yeah, sure. I have, you know, certain items in stock. Uh, like I have, you know, I have 11 ounce coffee mugs. I have 15 ounce coffee mugs that I can print right. on, but I still have to print yeah, it you have to actually, before exactly. I ship it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but then, you know, and the whole reason we decided to, to create this new 
printing methodology, Pasasa, uh, <laughs> was because there are things, particularly when you're talking about apparel, that we don't stock. You, you know, the yeah. shirt you or the sweater you were talking about was a light pink. Right. You know, and it's not a hot pink. It's no, not a regular right, pink. It's a right. light pink. And I, I don't know how many um, custom or how many colors like a a, a a company like Bella Canvas has, but I, I want to say it's like eighty to ninety different colors right. just on their regular, you know, basic hundred percent right. cotton t shirt. Yep. I'm not stocking eighty to ninety <laughs> colors exactly. You know, with all of those sizes, that's just not happening. No. So, you know, people, I mean, at the end of the day, and, and we do call this apparel rants because I, I know I sound like I'm ranting right now, but at the end of the day, <laughs> um, customers really need to have their expectations. Uh, they need realistic expectations. Yeah. It, it's yep. just impossible to do what we do um, without some delays sometimes. And then you compound, you compound that with delays from the post office and it just, you know, it rolls into this huge monster that, you know, I'm basically just trying to, yeah, you know, keep my head above water when it comes to customer sure. service emails. Sure. It's pretty nuts. Yeah, it is. I'm, I'm, I'm on a supplier's website right now. Just looking at you know, the next level premium tea, just their hundred percent cotton tea. They've got 36 different colors, some of which aren't yeah. readily available. Some of which are readily available. But to your point, I'm not going to stock 35 different colors. Uh, consistently, yeah. you know what I mean? I, I might have eight or nine of the, the most common. And like you said, that light pink is one of those. It's like, that's a random, I don't sell a lot of light pinks. So I'm not just going to stock up on them and have them sit here. So you have to go out and order those things. Um, so yeah, right. ma- managing the expectations, uh, is huge. If you're listening and you're a customer, um, and you're ordering stuff, uh, I believe the word, that I use often is grace. Have have some grace for the for the process and the pain of what's happening for for the people who are trying to supply the things you're buying and, and trying their hardest to get it out on a, in a timely manner. But there, like Travis said, there's just so many um, variables involved in this process that's causing things to be delayed uh, and sometimes significantly. But you know, what else can you do? What are you googling over there? I see I see you googling <laughs> something. <laughs> I went to the actual Bella Canvas website and looked mm-hmm. up their regular 3001 and they have 60 um colors and then I and then they also have their 3001 CC which is their heather their heathers yeah so it's the 3001 but it's a heather and they have another 61 of those so that's 121 colors um, so yeah, let's just stock all of those and, you know, have like a yeah. hundred thousand dollars in stock. Yeah, sp- space is no issue. <laughs> money is no issue. I'll just have my money right. sitting on shelves for, for months at a time until someone wants a mauve t-shirt specifically. Exactly. Uh, yeah. It, it's, and, it's and ladies wild, and dude. gentlemen, and ladies and gentlemen, that's why we call this section the apparel rants. Apparel rants. That's exactly right. So. We'll we'll step off of our soapbox here a little bit, um, because we could probably rant about many things that we experience in in the DTG business. That being said, um, it it really is a great a great industry to be in, especially this time of year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Q four is it's a love hate. You love it, you hate it, but it's what kind mm-hmm. of sets the sets the standard and sets kind of the momentum going into what you know Q one and two will be for you. So. 
very important. It is just sometimes frustrating. So we're going for the main event today. We're going to do something that we've never done before. Uh, and it's kind of exciting to be able to say that we can have this kind of episode because we have been getting uh, some some feedback and some interaction from you, the listeners. So uh, we're going to do for this main event, we're going to do a mailbag segment. Mailbag. 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 So mailbag, listener questions. I, you know, uh, we both get um, the emails that come into info at print on demand cast, obviously. And I've, it's been really cool to see an uptick in that activity. Um, kind of seeing that this is kind of gaining some traction, that this is, be, this is the resource that we wanted it to be when we started months ago, uh, you know, in the yeah. summer, which is super cool. Um, and, and I think it has a lot to do with consistency. We just are putting stuff out there consistently and, and people are kind of getting in the habit of, of finding our content and listening to it and, and uh, listening to you and I uh, talk for 40 minutes at a time, which good on you guys. That's, it's incredible uh, persistence and endurance, but we have uh, the first question is from is it from from Kara I believe correct uh, and Kara says yeah. hi I recently started listening to your podcast and I'm happy to have come across it as I can't find much on print on demand in podcast form sidebar again why we started it she continues. I am a current Amazon FBA seller of PL, a private label product, but looking for other streams of income, maybe something that I have more control over. So I'm wondering how I'm wondering how doing a product or niche research differs for POD and what tools you can use to help select a niche for a POD store. I am interested in more of an outsourced POD store like using Shopify or Printify. I have listening. I have listened to Wholesale Ted's YouTube videos for some info, and I was wondering if you ha- if you two have heard of her or knew of any other good ways to learn this business model. Thank you. Congrats to the podcast, and keep it up. So, Travis, hearing Kara's question, mm-hmm. uh, it sounds kind of like a, a kind of similar th- thing that you and I have both experienced of selling private label on Amazon and then kind of pivoting to <clears throat> to POD. I think I think we've even called selling T-shirts kind of like poor man's private label, for lack of a better term, like because you're selling your own thing, you're making it yourself, you're putting your brand right. on it. Um, so what would you say to Kara as far as, you know, how, how you find a, a niche, how you select that, what tools you're using? Um, what's your initial thoughts mm-hmm. when, when you hear her, her question? Yeah. I mean, I, I did email Kara back and said just what you said that I think private label is the perfect launching point, sure. um, into print on demand, particularly on Amazon. She's already got a private label brand that she's selling on Amazon. So she knows yeah how to, you know, create a listing, how to make sure that, um, her listings have good keywords and have good titles and descriptions. And she's, you know, she knows how to, she knows the difference between a bad product picture and a good product picture. And on Amazon, um, I don't know if we've said it on the podcast, but you, you and I both know the pictures really sell the product. Um, and you know, in print on demand, most of the time you're using a mock-up, but yeah. it, it goes without saying it's still super important. So as far as like what to, um, really what niche to get in into, uh, or, or research as in regards to, um, you know, to a POD store, I honestly feel like it's, it's pretty much unlimited. I would, I would re- my recommendation would be going for something you like. 
And when I say it's unlimited, obviously there are a lot of print on demand stores out there. Yeah. But I think when it's something, when it's something you like, um, I think you won't run out of good ideas or, or, or what I mean by that is you won't get bogged down by coming up with new ideas, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Right. Like if I was going to start a, you know, something, you know, a, a, a Shopify store and you do print on demand products and I was going to do, you know, cause I did my research and whatever. And I found out that plants, you know, were a good, uh, a good niche to get into and to really do a cool Shopify store. And I started right. putting out content about plants. Right. I'm going to last about, you know, three or four months before I just <laughs> cannot take it anymore because I don't really care about plants. That's sure. not something that interests sure. me. Yeah. And so I'm going to get bored. I'm going to get tired of it and I'm not going to continue, you know? So I think that's my first and probably best um, suggestion because um, what I meant by you can really go any direction. Uh, I obviously, like I said, there's, there's obvious, um, there's a lot of print on demand stores and there's probably some about plants if that is your passion. Sure. But I don't think that you are limited by ideas in this business. I think there's always a new fresh way to present your content differently than somebody else's store. Um, and, and so I don't think that it's saturated in the way that we would typically think like, you know, a a private label brand might be saturated. There's only so many ways you can show a garlic press. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? There's only so many ways to sell that, to present that to your potential customer, but there are literally a million ways you can present a plant based print on demand store slash product. There are a million ways. So, so I think the saturation thing and, and, and Kara, I think your desire to like drill down into a niche and really get into the research like you did with private label, um, perhaps that shouldn't be as huge of a focus Mm -hmm. as you want it to be, as it was with your private label, because I think it really is a different animal. What, what, what would you say, Josiah? Do you agree with that assessment? Cause that's kind of, that's kind of what I, I told her, but I don't think I was, I was that broad with my explanation when I emailed her back. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I think sometimes, and you and I have talked about this too, when it comes to trying to drill down and find a niche and figuring out what, what you should do. Um, you know, in PL, in my experience, is something that we've both come to call, you know, analysis paralysis, where sometimes you can get so focused on what you're trying to find in the niche and you, you don't know if this is it, this going to be saturated, is it not going to be saturated, and, and then you end up just kind of stalling because you don't know what you're supposed right. to do. And so I, I think, you know, Travis, to Travis's point, you know, if you're passionate about something, if you have something that you love and you're passionate about and you can make content, T-shirts, mugs, whatever, you know, designs you can make around that area – is a great place to start and you can present it differently. You can have different looks, different designs, you know? Uh, so there's lots of stuff that you can do to differentiate yourself and kind of put yourself above the noise, uh, of, of what's happening, especially in, in a Shopify sense, because Shopify, you can do so much to really customize your look, mm-hmm. um, target the people you're trying to go for. You can, you can have, you know, good lifestyle shots or have your friends pose with these shirts or people are gardening or whatever, you know, going with the plant, uh, aesthetic, but, um, there's lots you can do to set yourself apart, but just don't get too caught up 
because it is a different animal, because it's a different approach, don't get too caught up in, in kind of trying to find the niche. Start with the question, what are you passionate about? Um, I could make I could make a Shopify store based on professional wrestling and do funny wrestling related shirts because I, I've been watching wrestling since I was five years old. And there's lots of print-on-demand stores out there, but I could find a way to make mine a little different and have a different approach. So right. that's kind of something to, to think about as you as you move forward, Kara. Um, but mm-hmm. we're super glad that you reached out uh, and asked us the question. And uh, so... And also, mm-hmm. did did Kara leave us a review? Did she leave us a review? She sure did, Josiah. There I, it is. Yes, the bell. Kara gets the, the first bell. bell ever of the POD cast. And another, because it was a five-star review. So, Kara, thank you so much for uh, for listening, for asking the questions. Um, we love hearing from you. Let us know if you have any other questions. Let us know if you'd like to follow up on something. Um, Travis, anything else for care before we move on to the next letter in the mailbag? Yeah, just to finish off her email, she asked about Wholesale Ted's YouTube videos. And, um, I don't know if our listeners have heard of Wholesale Ted, but she is, I don't think her name's Ted. I think it's Sarah or something like that. I don't know why her channel's called Wholesale Ted, <laughs> maybe but she has Ted like 600,000. Maybe, I don't know. She's got like 600,000, um, subscribers does really high quality videos, but, mm-hmm. um, I, I told, and this is what I told Kara, I think they're pretty simplistic. They're really, really basic and they don't go sure. into any of the minutia of what we actually do. Sure. Um, you know, I, but at the same time, the basics are the basics. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yep. um, and, and, and to me, the biggest basic <laughs> is to just move forward, is to do something, is to create yeah. a design, is to, yeah get a Shopify site is to, you know, list your first product or, or whatever that is. The basics are the basics. And, and while I think she's a little oversimplistic in some of the things that she pr- sure. puts out there, um, overall, I think she's doing the, the, uh, you know, doing the print on demand industry a service by saying, yeah. you know, putting content out there that people can at least get interested in and then actually do something. And that's really, yeah. that's really what this whole podcast, that's, I think that's what we're all trying to do is put, put stuff out there so people get inspired to yeah. go do something and to, to move forward in their business. So that was really the, that was it. That was all I wanted to say. Yeah. Um, awesome. I, I agree. Thanks. Thanks to Kara, uh, for sending that in and, uh, continue to, um, to dialogue with us and, and keep shooting questions to us as you keep yes. moving forward. We'd love to hear what, what's going on? Like what is, what's developing in your yeah. world? You know, yeah. how are you actually making sales? Are you, ha- are you struggling yeah. to make sales? We'd love to hear some updates as we, as we move forward with the podcast. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. We'd love to hear that. If you open up that Shopify store, let us know what it is. We'd love to, to support, to, to get the word out about what you're doing. Cause again, I, I, one of the things that's always really impressed me about the print on demand um, sphere, as well as the Amazon sphere is that a lot of people that you run into there's there's this idea that you know a rising tide lifts all ships we want to help you get, we want to help you we want to you know help you grow which is really cool cuz sometimes in some businesses and some in some arenas you don't get that kind of synergy feel to it so we definitely want to help mm-hmm. and support you Kara so please follow up with us and let us know how that goes but we're going to move on to Ian's question Ian says my name is Ian and I just started listening to your podcast this weekend, trying to work my way through all of them. Very informative and enjoyable. 
Thank you, Ian. (laughs) And I hope to be able to grow my business further with some of your help and knowledge. I've heard you talk about the specifics of printing and printers, and since I'm new to POD, some of the actual nuts and bolts of printers and the printing process can be a bit confusing. I just have a specific printing question, and it doesn't have to be discussed on the podcast. Well, Ian, it is being discussed on the podcast. I'm wondering how well do certain patterns show up on a shirt or mug or any item? For example, I know buffalo plaid is popular, and I feel that it shows up pretty well. But how well would a sparkly-type pattern show up? Obviously, it wouldn't have to be wouldn't have shiny, glittery-type sparkle. This is an example of what I'm trying to figure out. I basically just took a gold sparkle image that I put on my text, and I just am wondering how it would translate with printing on a product. Thanks for in advance for any information that you have. I look forward to hearing from you and listening to more podcasts. Awesome. Uh, that's a good question, Ian. Um, I think, you know, this the glittery, sparkly type, I know he's not talking about actual glittery and sparkle, sparkle like the, the glitter because I think that that whole thing would probably be a, a whole different printing process other than a, a DTG printer for, like, that's like a transfer or a vinyl if you wanted it to actually look like glitter on the shirt, um, which is different. The the kind of effect that you put on your text, it trans, in my experience, if you're printing it on a T-shirt or a mug, it will show up, it would probably show up really well, really crisp uh, and high, and, and, and really good definition. Um, the problem is when you put that stuff on hooded sweatshirts and stuff, because you have to lower the platen down, uh, further, some of Mm -hmm. that definition gets lost and some of that, what is meant to look like glitter effect can look like it's kind of blurred or out of focus just because of the thickness of the, the, the garment that you're printing on. Um, but shirts, mugs, uh, masks, you know, sublimatable stuff probably look great. Yeah. Um, and I know, you know, we have a lot of people that, uh, sell Buffalo plaid. <laughs> you brought that up. I don't understand the craze of Buffalo plaid. I don't know where Buffalo plaid came from. I don't know if it was Buffalo, New York or Buffalo bill. I have no idea why Buffalo plaid <laughs> is a thing, but uh, a lot of our home decor ladies sell the crap out of it. Um, and Buffalo plaid shows up great on mugs, shows up great on shirts, hoodies, you know, all that kind of stuff. But in your instance, mm-hmm. I would think sublimatable products or Travis, would you say that maybe even a transfer would probably be a, a surefire way to do that on all garments across the board, not just, you know, shirts? Yeah, I think, I mean, a screen printed transfer would be awesome for sure yeah. um, because you're getting the quality or, you know, the, the quality of screen print, um, you know, and that vibrancy, cause you can just lay down a ton of ink on those transfers and then you just throw it on the shirt. Sure. Um, I did actually respond to Ian and, and like you said, I, uh, I, I, I told him sublimation, it's going to look crazy good, you know, yes. cause yeah. uh, I mean, it does limit you to polyester or polyester coated items, but sure. it's going to be perfect. It's, it's going to show up just as, as long as like the time temperature and the, and right. the pressure, You know, those three things that we talk, yeah, we talk about that recipe, getting that recipe right for sublimation. As long as you dial that in, it's going to look gorgeous. And, and, you know, to your point, DTG, uh, I think that was a great point about, you know, the lower the platen is, it's going to lose a little bit of crispness because of the distance from the print head and then the overspray, really. It kind of can get a little fuzzy the lower that platen is from the print head. Um, but if you can get it, you know, you can get it as close as you can on a t-shirt, you know, it, it can look pretty dang good. Yeah. Um, 
the he did actually send an attachment with like a glittery, sparkly, um, uh, you know, text based sure. design. And what it made me think of immediately was a vinyl application mm, because yeah, um, yeah. you can actually get um, glittery vinyl and you can get vinyl with different patterns on it already. Right, right. And then if you're just doing a text-based design, you could literally just buy that color vinyl and cut out your text and throw it on whatever you want at that point. Yeah, um, yeah. And and it's going to be obviously super vibrant because it's it's literally vinyl. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be very very sparkly and yep. you know pretty, and the plaid's going to be really plaidy, plaidy. Yeah, no, platy, I don't know. Plaid um, And and I also I don't understand the buffalo plaid thing. That Thank that's beyond you. me. Like what is <laughs> no? Hold on, it, hold plaid on. is plaid. You know, I mean, Travis, <laughs> tell the people what you would call me when we used to travel a lot together. What was I to you? You are my road wife. Well, yes, that too. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> is, is that too much information? No. That, uh, <laughs> oh, you were my Lord. own personal Google. Yes. That's what you were. Yes. Every time I would ask a question, what would you do, Josiah? I would pull out my phone. You would say, man, I, we, we went to – I, I still think an episode needs to be dedicated to our road stories because we had some crazy good times <laughs> over that year and a half that we traveled together. Uh, but you would ask yep. a question. We were in Milwaukee. And we're like, Man, I wonder how far this is from uh, Lambeau Stadium. And I would just get up my phone and say, hey, dude, uh, uh, Green Bay is like two hours away from here. Or, man, I wonder what the weather is. <laughs> okay. Because here's the thing, and I tell my sister-in-law this. My sister-in-law is 18. She you know, just graduated early from high school. She's finished. But she would always be sitting at the table asking me a question. And I'd be like, do you understand that the answers you seek are on that <laughs> thing that you use for Snapchat all damn day long? <laughs> you know what I mean? Pull out your phone yes. and GTS. Google that shit. And you will find yourself an answer. <laughs> so uh, this says Buffalo Plaid originated from none other, none other like I should know who this is, Woolrich Woolen Mills. The company began producing the Buffalo check shirt around 1850, which means we've been rocking this plaid for over 150 years. At its inception, Crazy. the shirt was an instant hit with workers and outdoorsmen braving the elements and has been in the Woolrich line ever since. Legend has it that Woolrich designers... The designer of the distinctive style owned a herd of buffalo, and that's how it got its name. The buffalo check design has since become synonymous with the Woolrich brand. So there you go. I had no idea. I had no idea it was called a buffalo plaid. I just thought it. Yeah. Like I look at a buffalo plaid shirt, and I'm like, oh, he's a lumberjack. Sure. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's. I mean, that's yeah. the first thing you think. It's just, yeah. oh, that's the lumberjack print or yep. plaid or whatever. I didn't know it was called buffalo plaid. That's interesting. See. Yeah, See, you Josiah, learn the things. You learn this something. Is, yeah, you learn something. This is what happens when you Google. Ian, Kara, that one's for it's... free. Uh, you learned what Buffalo Plaid means <laughs> because I'll tell you, as I'm printing hundreds of pillows with this Buffalo, pa Buffalo Plaid heart or Buffalo Plaid truck or Buffalo Plaid boots, my question every time to the, my production crew is, does anyone know what in the hell Buffalo Plaid is supposed to be? And now I can actually go in tomorrow and say, hey, let me uh, lay down some knowledge on you. 
and they won't care. But I will have one my own personal victory because I finally know what buffalo plaid means. Thank God. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, guys, Ian and Kara, um, thank you guys so much for emailing the show. Yes. And um, keep keep doing it, guys. If you have a question, um, send it to us, and we might do another mailbag segment. Oh yeah, sometime this is in the this future. I'm sure fun. we will. Yeah. I, I really, yeah. I really enjoyed this. It's like, like we said, it's kind of a little different um, format, you know, answering questions. But please do send in more about printing processes, uh, life advice. It doesn't matter. Just send it in. We'll give it. We'll take a crack at it. And if all else fails, <laughs> I'll Google it and give you an answer from the Google. <laughs> Uh, but guys, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening. And we're serious. Please. Go to printondemandcast.com to find the podcast. But more than that, info at printondemandcast.com. Send your questions in. We will answer them here live on the podcast. And after you're done sending in your question and we give you an answer, rate and rate and subscribe on iTunes. Give us that five-star review because of our amazing customer service and answering your questions right away without a bit.ly link that leads to why your package might be lost in the mail we won't send that <laughs> link to you uh but as always guys thank you guys so much have a merry merry christmas stay safe stay healthy uh, enjoy your family and we'll be back with you right here on the print on demand cast see ya thanks for listening to this week's episode of the print on demand cast we hope you enjoyed the show If you've got a question or a suggestion for the show, send Travis and Josiah an email at info at printondemandcast.com. Take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. And don't forget to subscribe now so you don't miss next week's episode. See you next week.